1: Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021. The Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with who knows wins put your money where your mates are and play along with the Cricket Badger. Who
2: knows wins? Download our app right now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and play against your friends with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Who knows wins in a league of their
3: own. Hello everybody, James the Cricket Badger here, IPL 2021 Daily Podcast and we've just seen, I guess some people would say, an unexpected result. Punjab Kings absolutely romping to a nine-wicket win over the Mumbai Indians with 14 balls to spare. We saw KL Rahul with 60 knots out, Chris Gale with 43 knots out, seeing the Punjab Kings home. The Mumbai Indians slipping to another defeat in this tournament. I'm joined by Abai and Deepak to take us through today's game and also look ahead to tomorrow and a few other things besides. And Deepak, yeah, I said it's probably an unexpected result here because Mumbai Indians, obviously the defending champions, Punjab Kings have been quite poor so far in this tournament.
4: Well, to be honest, the uh, result might come as unexpected, but the, uh, it was already it, it was obviously coming. Think the way Mumbai have ba- batted so far in this tournament, uh, having played five games on that Chepok track, Chepo they must have adapted a bit better. Full marks to Punjab for the way they played, the way they you know uh, uh, paced the chase. For all that we have criticised Rahul for playing a slow inning, it was exactly the kind of innings uh, that was required on this kind of a pitch. So overall, uh, you can say Mumbai have to, you know, adapt to playing such conditions because the next four games are going to be in Delhi uh, and uh, the pitches are not going to be very different.
3: by Mumbai's tactics to me, I mean, I know it's it's not the most free scoring of tracks that like Chennai track, but they kind of kind of loiter towards about over number 14 and then hope with wickets in hand they can get themselves up to 150, 160 and we saw today that, that tactic works Um, or we've seen in this tournament that tactic has worked they don't then get the launch pad off the end of the, the innings they end up with a, a score that's not really competitive
0: Yes, exactly how uh, Rohit Sharma also mentioned he said uh, at the post-match presentation that I heard him just befo- before our podcast so he mentioned that uh, you know a score of around 150 and 160 would have done done the job for them so they were 20-30 runs short and when Rohit Sharma was playing if they would have not lost him at that time maybe they could have caught that score but they couldn't and 130 was too less for the Punjab side who had you know beefed up their batting till almost you know a number nine or number 10. Mumbai would have liked uh, about 20 runs more. Uh, The Pandya brothers they are not able to accelerate at the end and that's hurting them. They're missing Nankhadeh just like Deepak also
3: mentioned. Yeah, and Deep's the, the way the Mumbai Indians innings went, they had Rohit Sharma going decently. They had Surya Kimi Yadav in there as well. And they lost both of those at a crucial time, didn't they? They both went fairly close together, just as they wanted to really put the foot down. They had two batsmen in, but then those batsmen got out very quickly. And it, it kind of just stopped them in their tracks a little bit.
4: Well, uh, if you remember correctly, there was a graphic coming up that uh, in between the overs 10 to 15, uh, they had scored around 45 runs in four overs, so the, they had started accelerating, and it was uh, obviously wrong time to get out. But I would not question the approach of Rohit Sharma and Surya Kumar because, you know, the Pandya brothers and Pollard who were to follow if, the, uh, if after the fall of one wicket. And all three of them have been terribly out of touch on, on this wicket. So it was imperative for uh, Rohit and Surya to, you know, just play out a few hours and then start accelerating. Uh, so the approach was right. The platform was set. But the last four hours, you know, they did almost nothing. Just 26 runs and four wickets lost. So uh, that's where the game went wayward. Uh, up to 15 overs I think they were pretty much in the game
3: I mean that, we mentioned on the podcast last night when we were talking about this game that we we were all surprised actually that Ravi Bishnoi hadn't actually played in this tournament just yet they brought him into today's game after obviously Angel Cumbly listened to the Cricket Badger podcast and 2 for 21 off his 4-hour and I mean he showed last year what he could do he was their top wicket taker last season now, were you surprised as well that he, we haven't seen him already
0: I was surprised probably uh, I, I was thinking about it and I also thought that you'd put up this question again today because he bowled really well as soon as KL Rahul introduced him he made things happen and also took important wickets so he was so impressive and again I was thinking that hey why was this guy not playing earlier and uh, no reasons I can think of must be a management ploy probably they started at one today and probably they didn't want the leg spinner to be hit for a lot just to preserve his confidence and start at chennai that's the only thing i can think of or oh, rest the management should know better probably they were working on something and which was not coming off in the earlier matches and today they felt that okay now is the time for you to go but yes, I also think as an outsider, it was a bit late.
3: 131 for six um, was Mumbai Indians' score, Deepak. It never really looked enough, but I did say halfway um, on Twitter that if anybody could defend that, then Mumbai Indians could. I think we've seen in a in couple of the low-scoring games where Mumbai Indians have been defending a, a low score that even the likes of Bumra, even the likes of Bolt, when the pressure's really on and they haven't got too many runs on the board, yeah, you know, it's not easy for anybody, is it? You know, they, 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 they're not magicians.
4: Well, the bowlers have done their job to you know, uh, we can't expect them to uh, defend 130s and 140s every day, even today. They they made, they made it look so close, which actually shouldn't have been. Uh, so credit to the bowlers, it's totally up to the batsmen failing to make a mark. And uh, even, uh, you know, the likes of Krunal Pandya, they, they have a lot of scope of improvement there. Rahul Jar and Bumrah have been two exceptional bowlers for them this, this season. Uh, I probably have mentioned this before that. Bolt is probably a bit overrated as a death bowler because every time you see Bumrah not being able to exert some pressure, the wicket column looks zero for bolt in the death over so it's up to the batsmen to you know score a bit of run so that the bowlers have something to fight
3: for well I'm one of the Mumbai Indians fans on this podcast and I'm not worried yet and um, there's a long time left in this tournament but they certainly haven't hit their straps and as I said the middle order the Pandya brothers they're not hitting their straps at all at the moment Ishan Kishan's not necessarily getting the runs that would be expected of him in this tournament after a really good IPL last time around at the moment they have uh, yet to really fire the Mumbai Indians and they'll be been for better around the corner. RCB obviously remain top of the table. They're on eight points from their four games. Four wins from four for RCB. CSK and Delhi Capitals on six points in second and third respectively. Mumbai Indians remain on four points fourth place. Punjab Kings though have brought themselves up to a level with Mumbai now. Four points from the five games and then SRH, KKR and Rajasthan Royals having played a game less than the two teams we've seen today. They're on two points each. So the table's very, very close at the moment, Abai. And yeah, I keep saying this, but we saw last season, it was the closest IPL ever last season on neutral pitches. We're on neutral pitches again in this tournament, and I think it's going to be exactly the same.
0: Yes, absolutely. It seemed before this match that, you know, the divide is getting increased. Uh, Mumbai were probably the favourites today as well, because Punjab were a bit low on confidence. But now this victory opens it up again. Yes, uh, we as fans and uh, also want the it to be, a, you know tightly contested IPL. So it looks like that this time also there'll be a lot of surprises as well. So the teams who are doing well would like to continue to do well. Otherwise, it can be very topsy-turvy for everybody.
3: Regis Royals taking on KKR tomorrow. We'll have a look at that in a second on this podcast. But a couple of things I want to just talk about before we move on to that game tomorrow. And Ben Stokes has tweeted actually uh, in the last uh, hour or so. He said, I hope the wickets don't get worse as the IPL gets deeper into the tournament. 160, 170, minimum not scraping to 130, 140 because the wickets are trash. I mean, we've had a little chat on our WhatsApp group and there's divided opinions, I think, amongst uh, the fan badges on this one. But for me, Deepak, I mean, Chennai is obviously, we, we, we've seen Chennai used a lot in the early stages of this tournament and even there, we've seen scores of over 150 on a, on a semi-regular basis. It's not been the easiest to, tracks to chase on, but there are seven other grounds going to be used during the course of this tournament. We're going to get a variety of different pitches we're going to get a variety of different scores and surely that's what we want isn't it
4: yeah absolutely you don't want every every pitch to be a flat tracks like one kid where every team goes goes on and goes on to win the toss elect to field uh, and chase some 200 odd runs that will be that will be making the tournament pretty monotonous and it's not like uh, Chepok has produced just 120, 130 30 uh, wickets uh, you have seen RCB score at 200 plus wicket uh, 200 plus uh, KKR score 180 plus and even Mumbai in the first two matches get 150 plus so it's not like it's the wicket is uh, is trash the batsmen just need to apply themselves and uh treatment is not just a batsman game, batsman's game. The bowlers also need to be need some assistance from the pitch, and that's what that's what the, this checkbook tag brings the variety in.
3: And we'll see by scores of 220, 230 as we go through this tournament, as I say. But I, I I'm not a massive you know hater of these sort of Chennai surfaces either. I think 140 plays 140 where it's tough to chase are just as dramatic as 220 because sometimes when a team batting first gets 230, scoreboard pressure means the other team falls 100 runs short and it ends up being not an exciting game at all, at least with the the kind of pitches that Chennai has been serving up. They've been close games. It's not been easy to win on those surfaces at all for either side, whether you bat first or second.
0: Absolutely agree with you. I personally enjoy these uh, these tight matches and you're absolutely right when you say 230, a 230 target set by the team bat- batting second. There are more chances that the team backed in second would fall out for 100. So I like these matches in Chennai. And we also spoke uh, about this variety. You know, Vankhade had a different variety and Chennai had a different variety. So that makes IPL even more interesting. And Now, when the matches move to Delhi, I was just thinking while you were talking, I was thinking about Delhi. I think Delhi will do the role of Chennai in the upcoming matches because uh, Delhi will be slow, but it has very short boundaries. It's very difficult to defend totals in that ground. We've been supporting Delhi for so many years. So we remember how it used to be for Delhi. So now there'll be more variety when Ahmedabad, Delhi... And Kolkata, they come into picture, as well as Bangalore, I believe. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be very, very exciting with different pitches and different you know, uh, variety. And agree with talks as well, because more these pitches are going to be used, maybe the wear and tear will increase. And then it could bring the slow ballers even more into, uh, into play. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited that the pitches will wear down further. So more things will happen. And we'll not have the same same result scenario or the same kind of scores
3: in every game and don't get me wrong Deepak I don't want 140 plays 140 in every single match as I say variety is the spice of the IPL but it would, um, a, it would be a shame to me that if a, a tournament's being played in India um, which is notorious for spinners there aren't a few tracks that actually aid the spinners because that's an important part of T20 as well and if you do get every single match is 180 190 200 240 whatever sometimes when you watch some of those games it's, it's terrific isn't it to watch the sixes rain down to watch A.B. de Villiers strutting stuff and all of those players that can hit massive um, scores very quickly but it almost feels like you could just walk a bowling machine out there and just yeah let the bowlers have a day off because it's almost like just serving up the the boundaries
4: yeah exactly that's what i feel so plus it's not only just about scoring those runs what the 180 200 pitches make make is they make the toss very irrelevant i mean the, they make the toss very relevant just win the toss and choose to field and that's where you win almost 60 to 70% of the game and on pitches like chennai they don't have much impact on the toss because irrespective of your betting first to chasing you are always in the game so that's another factor why pitches like this 150 140 160 pitches they make the game more interesting
3: let's move on to a different subject as well Owen Morgan has been fined uh, yesterday for the slow over rate in the last KKR game we've seen uh, MSD get fined as well so far so it almost feels a little bit like they're picking out the high profile captains to make a bit of a statement which I'm, I'm a little bit fine with because I think we've seen other captains guilty of slow over rates in this tournament but by they, they change the rules, get the games done and dusted inside the or the innings done and dusted inside 19 minutes, which hasn't really happened too much, I don't think, in this uh, this tournament so far. If you're going to change them and if you're going to say right this IPL needs to be a bit quicker, it's actually a good thing that they're actually starting to hand these fines out. And ultimately, that's for the first offence, but as far as I'm aware it's a while since I read the rules, but they've made it so that there's kind of like a graded sort of punishments and you can actually end up with the captain being banned or suspended rather for um a number of games if there are multiple offences so at least they're cracking down on it.
0: Yes that's really good uh, captains cannot take undue advantage also it normally happens when the defending captain generally gets fined they take more time and strategizing and talking to the ballers and other things I think it's good that uh, people are being uh, the captains are being penalized and that will help the rules uh, the, the you know the sanctity of rules as well so I'm a believer that it's a good thing that
3: uh, the fines are being
1: imposed.
3: Dave, somebody actually commented today to me on Twitter that um, he doesn't mind if these games last six hours at the moment. There's nothing else to watch on the telly. <laughs> and um, it's quite nice to watch a bit of cricket for a while, but that's not the point really, is it? You know, you, T20 is bite-sized cricket. It's supposed to be fast. It's razzmatazzi. It's supposed to be hit and giggle and get it, get the game over with as quickly as possible. And if you're going to bring in these rules, you've A, got to enforce them, but B, if you kind of let it slip because it's a COVID year and you want, to, you know, the TV schedules, they want a little an extra half an hour here and there that isn't the point because those kind of things once we get out of covid that relaxation ends up staying isn't it we end up with, we're going to end up with t20 matches that last 5 hours we can't be doing with that
4: yeah surely the the basic purpose of bringing in the t20 format was shortening the game to like uh, something like 3 hours much like the f- game of football so that uh, you can gather a much larger audience uh, but now in in the recent past if you can see almost each innings was uh, getting extended to almost 2 hours so that that was not helping the cause of, of the purpose so why the T20 was brought in the first place. So, uh, this rule, uh, I'm very happy with this rule and the fact that it's implemented, it's been implemented. Uh, uh, so well uh, it augurs very well for the game and the IPL should be IPL governing council should be given credit for bringing about this change it'll
3: be interesting to see how that moves forward as well now MSD and uh, Owen Morgan have got black marks against their name if they re-offend as I say the, the punishments get a little bit more severe for second and third offences so um, it be interesting to see if they are prepared to put their money where their mouth is and suspend MSD because that would be a major news story if MSD gets suspended for slow overwrites as the CSK skipper
2: Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Download the app now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store.
3: Thank you very much to Who Knows Wins for the support of these Cricket Badger podcasts. If you already had a look, download the app on whatever platform you download your apps on. Who Knows Wins? It's basically predictions. You. Put your predictions in for the coming days. Uh, You enter our leagues. There's there's football. There's other sports on there as well. And depending on whether your predictions are good or bad, you get points for the successful ones. And by the end of the week, you could be a winner and uh, pick up the prize pot as well. From next Monday as well, the current week ends on Sunday. From Monday, we're going to go daily with them. So basically you enter for the day if your predictions on that game are better than everybody else's you can win a share of the prize pot, and you can then enter the next day and the next day so we're going to go daily from monday so keep an eye out and if you haven't already download the app who knows wins
2: Wins. Put your money where your mates are. There's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000 and there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league
3: right then let's have a look ahead to tomorrow's game Rajasthan Royals taking on KKR and I guess before we get into the game I mean again n- more bad news for Rajasthan Royals they've already lost Ben Stokes to injury they've lost Liam Livingstone to bubble fatigue they've not played particularly well and now it's been confirmed today by the ECB that Jofra Archer won't be now attending the IPL for any of it at all you know, initially there was hope that he might miss the first four games then it might be a little bit later and now it's not at all and that's not not good news, Abai, is it for Rajasthan because he was their premier bowler? Oh, very
0: bad news. So Morris was just bought so that they, you know, support Archer. But there's no replacement for Archer. It's a very bad news for uh, Rajasthan, who, as you said, who already lost Stokes. I thought Liam Livingstone could have really been a good option, uh, considering that they're not playing so well. It could have been an option to replace Miller or maybe play alongside Miller, and they could have played Butler, Miller, and Livingston, but now he's also left. So they'd be looking for a replacement. I heard uh, Rassi Van Dersen's name from South Africa. He could join as well. I heard somewhere. I'm not sure if that's confirmed or not. Might just be a rumour. They're struggling. They're struggling. And uh, <laughs> I just feel for Kumar Sangakara because he's just become the director of operations over there. But this is not new for him. Uh, while he played for in as a player in IPL as well, he had some really low moments uh, while uh, captaining some sides, I remember when he captained Deccan Chargers and when he captained Kings XI Punjab. Punjab. Those teams had also come last. He's looking forward to something similar this time, as in a different role. I hope they do well. I really hope uh, Sanju Samson takes you know confidence from somewhere because he's so talented that he should not get overburdened with the losses which are happening. He should in fact takes confidence from somewhere and. Really do well as a batsman. I also think now Joss Butler, they really look forward to Joss Butler contributing in a couple of wins uh, on his own because otherwise it's a very long tournament for Rajasthan.
3: I saw Sanju Samson deep saying the other day that Kumar Sangakara, when he'd come in, he'd said, right, let's enjoy our cricket. Let's play with a smile on our faces. Let's be positive. All those kind of things. He wanted to be upbeat in the camp. That's easier said than done when you're losing matches and hemorrhaging important players. Maintaining morale is going to be very tough for for Kumar, etc.
4: Negative point for Aston is not just the not just the fact that they're losing matches, but losing key players like uh, especially Archer and Stokes uh, and even Le- Livingstone. Their hopes for winning the future matches also goes down significantly. They have a very difficult tournament ahead and they've been very fault- unfortunate actually because they had a very good auction. You could imagine uh, Morris and Archer bowling in tandem in the death overs and now suddenly they have only Morris left with, with the medium pacers like uh, Andrew Tai and Mustafizur to support him. In the batting also, Sanju Samson is someone uh, who, you, who you can't expect to score, uh, give you a 40 50 run 40, 40, 50 run innings every game. He'll come, play a 60 70 a knock and go quite for five to six games. So he needs a cushion above and below him, which he is currently not getting. So yeah, Rastan are in big trouble. Uh, they, they certainly need Josh Butler and uh, Sanju Samson to step up and play some match winning innings. Uh,
3: Provide some spark to the side which is missing right now. I said when Jafarashi was first, uh, you know, confirmed to be missing this at least the start of the competition. If I was the Rajasthan Royals boss, I would be on the phone to somebody like Mark Wood and say, "Woody, I know you pulled out of the auction, but we need you. We're going to pay you big bucks. Come over and be our salvation." But yeah, whether it's Ravi van der Dussen, whether it's Mark Wood, whether it's somebody else, they need to get some a some star quality in. But Abai, the, the problem with um. With this for Rajasthan at the moment is that because of the COVID situation in India, it's going to be harder, isn't it, to actually encourage an overseas player to come across to India at the moment who isn't already in the bubble and feeling safe from outside. I mean, certainly in England, we're getting the news stories from India saying that you know COVID's gone up. Yeah, you know, I think it was today. It's the highest um, rates today of COVID in India. Hospitals bursting at the seams, things looking pretty bleak in that country. And obviously, if you're in India listening to this, we wish you well and uh, and safety and health and uh, yeah, stay safe. But um, for somebody coming from overseas, it's not particularly appealing, is it?
4: Yes,
0: um, it is. Uh, it is not very appealing. I'd like to think differently of whatever you said was really good. And it's good that we put that message across through this podcast. I'd also think that some players will come because... You know, they will also like take it in a very good way that, okay, they've got an opportunity to play at the IPL. So maybe if they are assured of, you know, the safety, uh, safety of the bubble and so on, maybe some players will turn up. I'm not sure about Mark Wood because I heard that he had anyway refused. Bubble fatigue is an issue for sure. Absolutely. Playing for playing for IPL is also an opportunity. So maybe some players will turn up. The point is that even if some players do turn up for Rajasthan, unfortunately, even for big players, it's not that easy to come into a group and just start firing at the word go. You need some older players to, you know, push the momentum and they lack those senior
3: players right now. And by the time they've come in deeps as well, they've got to obviously going to have to quarantine when they first arrive. And yeah, unless they actually get on that plane today or, or in the next 24 hours, 48 hours, by the time they get there, yeah, you know, Rajasthan will probably be eight, nine, ten games through their season, only four games left if they're still at the bottom. It's, it's hardly worth turning up, is it? Because it might be a dead season by then. As I say, I've been seeing the the, the cases of COVID, some quite harrowing scenes in some of the hospitals around India. I I guess the the, the safest place in India to be is probably in an IPL bubble because you're pretty secure in one of those, aren't you? Hopefully.
4: Yeah, uh, that's the safest place for Uh, In India right now. But uh, yeah, uh, foreign players will obviously be reluctant. We have already seen a couple uh, of players, I don't remember the names exactly. Probably one is Reece Topley and someone else who have already refused the offer from CSK before Justin Barrand of Agreed. Regarding Mark Wood, I think the rule says that you can't get in someone as a replacement who wasn't originally in the auctions. So he is not even an option here. Yeah, like you mentioned, someone will come in, he'll have a seven day quarantine then starts training and get match ready. Uh, it will take minimum of 10 to 12 days unless it boards on the flight immediately. Plus, the fact that uh, uh, they, they, what Aston Rojas would have done better was uh, get in a stand-in replacement or a cover for Jofra Archer as soon as they saw the injury. Delhi Capitals had one, one such player, Shams Mulani as a stand in uh, or as a cover uh, replacement for Aksar Patel till he was absent that could have been done by Rajasthan but they didn't do it and now it's probably too late and it will be very difficult for them to get an overseas bowler of you know the quality which is better than what they already have so yeah the, the chances look bleak for Rajasthan right now
3: yeah and with the uh, with the various travel arrangements between countries at the moment the paperwork's probably harder to actually get uh, visas etc sorted out as well isn't there because the, the custom side of things will be a little bit bleaker as well because as Tony from England's situation India on the red list you can't come across from India unless you've got uh, almost like a life or death situation to come across from so um, yeah we'll see how that pans out for Rajasthan Royals final question for today's podcast then Kolkata Knight Riders against Rajasthan Royals Abai who wins tomorrow and why? Mm,
0: Tough one Tough one um... We haven't discussed about KKR, but we've discussed so much about Rajasthan that I'm actually going, because of that discussion, I'm going with KKR. I hope I see Lockie Ferguson also. Somehow they also are struggling. They also need that guy to come in and play alongside Cummins
3: if need be. You're exactly on the same wavelength as me because I've not been particularly impressed by KKR but I've been so disappointed with Rajasthan. I'd probably back anybody against Rajasthan. I reckon if me, you and Deepak uh, formed a team and added eight mates, I think I'd fancy my chance against Rajasthan Royals at the moment because they've been pretty poor so far. Um, Are you on the same lines, Deepak?
4: Yeah, pretty much. But uh, I would also like to say that if there's one team right now against which Rajasthan will fancy their chances, it has to be be KKR because except for the uh, uh, the lower middle order the kicker uh, patting lineup is yet to fire everyone looks so terribly out of touch their bowling also lacks you know uh, any 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 real quality so it might actually be closer than we are, uh, than we are thinking right now
3: well it's in the, at the Wankady Stadium so Ben Stokes might get a total in the first innings that is is more um, down his way of thinking in terms of how he wants uh, the IPL matches to go Deepak and Abhay thank you as always for joining me on today's podcast thanks for listening everybody out there as I say if you're in you're listening to this and I know it's pretty tough at the moment over there stay safe stay watching the IPL stay listening to the Cricket Badger podcast to make sure you you and your family stays fit and healthy and uh, we can uh, podcast together for many many years to come in the future I've been James a Cricket Badger and I'll talk to you again tomorrow
1: Brought to you in association with who knows wins Put your money where your mates are and play along with the Cricket Badger Thanks for listening We'll be back every day throughout IPL 14 Have your say on Twitter on at Cricket underscore Badger We'll see you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?